podcasting from the world's most livable city, Melbourne. This is the Your Career Down Under Show, a podcast dedicated to help newly arrived skilled migrants and settled migrants with their career and employment issues. We interview recruiters, career coaches, HR experts and employers who share tips, techniques and insights to help you land a job quickly and rapidly advance your career. Hello everyone, this is Naisha Gadani coming to you live from India and uh, you know, I'm surprised to know that this is the episode 27 of your you know, career care package. Uh, you know, we started this in uh, the third week of March and we've been consistently you know, coming and delivering career care package to your LinkedIn screen. Um, you know, in last since last five and a half weeks, I haven't moved. When we started, Caroline was in Gippsland, and now she's back in Melbourne. Uh, but I haven't moved at all, not an inch. Um, and uh, you know, we we expect that the the lockdown in India will start to ease some restrictions in after a couple of weeks, and we are definitely wanting to to come back to our adopted home, uh, Melbourne. Um, but for those who are joining us for the first time, uh, why me and Caroline show up on your LinkedIn screen every day, 3 p.m. Melbourne time? Because we care. Because we care for job seekers. Because it is our time to, to provide the hope and optimism to the job seekers who are struggling right now, who uh, you know, are losing hope in their, you know, in their careers and jobs. So this is our way to to contribute and help uh, you know everyone out there. So that's why we show up and that's why we bring new ideas and perspectives to jobs and career because what we know that we don't know the answers and what we want to do is to bring collective you know wisdom of different experts and make sense of the whole thing right now. So that's why we are, uh, you know, doing this LinkedIn Live, and uh, today we've got an interesting topic, a topic that has touched a lot of nerves, I must say, uh, because we've been receiving some very hot response from people that, yes, we are really looking forward to this because it looks like that many people do identify themselves as introverts. So before I go on babbling, let me invite my co-conspirator, Caroline Brown. Caroline, take it away. Oh, I like I like that introduction. Co-conspirator, take it away. Can take it into all sorts of directions. Hi everyone. Really great to be here again, and also just to reiterate what Nisha had said about coming to you to deliver some help during these really challenging times. Today we've got Serena Lowe. Now Serena is a, a coach, a mentor, and works with introverts both uh, from a career perspective and um, in business. I've met Serena a number of times and always gotten great value from things that she says um, because I think that a lot of us really identify as being introverted and think that there's something wrong with us if we don't absolutely love to go out networking or reaching out to people that we don't know on LinkedIn or just, you know, struggle a bit to put ourselves out there. So I thought Serena would be a fantastic person to speak to on that topic and to give us some 
tips and some insights into how you can make this a strength or how you can manage it or how you can actually make that a strength as well because introverts bring a lot of strengths to the table. So love you to um, welcome Serena. Love you to introduce yourself a little bit and tell people about what you do and then I'll kick off with some very probing questions like I promised. <laughs> Thank you so much, Caroline. And thank you, Nisha, both for having me here. It's a, it's a privilege to join in on this very interesting and um, challenging conversation around what, what it is. So what I do is I facilitate a community of introverts in business. So it might sound like an irony, people who are really quiet and shy and reserved, but also wanting to go out there and make their mark in the world, serve the community, make a difference, and so on. And inevitably, we do run up into some challenges due to our personality type. So how do we work with that? You know, not trying to be someone else completely, not pretending to be someone else that we're not, but making the most of those attributes that we have already been given and using them in a new way to make a, a greater impact. It's so a fantastic way to put it because, like I said, I think, you know, the idea of being introverted gets a little bit of a bad rap and a lot of the things that people do in recruitment um, favour the more extroverted. So I'm just wondering, because people might even struggle to identify how they are or turn up in the world. So what's the definition of being introverted or being an introvert? I think there are quite a few definitions out there, but um, the one that I resonate with most and found easiest to understand is the way Susan Cain describes it in her book. So she wrote a book called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. Mm. And in it, she talks about it from the angle of energy. So introverts are people who get their energy by going into themselves, by being by themselves. And if we contrast this with extroverts, they get their energy from being around other people. Mm. And so that, for me, quickly explains very easily why why we're different. Yeah, that does make sense. Uh, is there a scale? Are you either one way or the other, or is there sort of a midpoint where you you have both that, uh, of you know being an extrovert versus being an introvert? There is a, a spectrum, if you can call it that, uh, a scale. Mm -hmm. um, I think very few people actually land on one extreme and i would say that they are highly introverted i think most of us actually go up and down the scale depending on context depending on what situation we are in how comfortable we are and so on and um there's even a name for people who are in the middle of the spectrum and that's called mm -hmm. ambivert so they yeah. have attributes of both the extrovert and the introvert so yeah we but can i would be... say that most of us actually go up and down we're quite fluid like that yeah that makes sense because I think, you know, there's sometimes and I think most people could relate to this where sort of doing another Zoom meeting or sort of going out and networking um, leaves you tired. You've got to go and re re regenerate your um, energy from um, other sources. So um, what, what might you experience if you're an introvert? Say if you're an introvert that needs to go to a networking event, for example, what might some of those feelings be that, you might experience? Mm, probably the first feeling would be, do I really have to go for this thing? <laughs> yeah. can, I, can I stay at home instead? <laughs> can, I, yeah. can I meet this person by email, you know? Can I, you yeah. know, just email or a text message, even a phone call? 
um, mm. would seem better than actually having to dress up and go out of the house and commute somewhere and go into this place where you don't know, you probably don't know anybody into mm. a room full of strangers and then have to feel like you have to perform, you have to be mm. someone else in order to network. Mm. I think that's, that those sorts of feelings would come up, that the whole mm. idea is very intimidating. What do you do in that situation? What, what sort of tips do you, do you have for people? Because I think a lot of people, I'm just seeing myself getting on the train, going to the networking event, looking for the bar, you know. I think Neisha is, <laughs> well, I'm a wine person in, in that scenario. So, mm. um, yeah, what, what advice or tips could you give or can you give people in that, in that situation that have, you know, have to network as part of a job or need to network to find a new job? as well yep i think the the biggest thing is actually preparation and yeah. introverts are very, very good at this because we're detail oriented we we like our certainty so we would do the homework in order to be prepared so a couple of things i like to do before i go to a networking event is to find out for instance what the program is like who's hosting it um how many people are going to be there where is this place? I would, you know, suss out the place beforehand if I can. I would go there early because there's nothing worse than rocking up to a room full of strangers and you are, you know, all out of breath and, and five minutes late or something like that. And then mm. you bring even more attention to yourself. So definitely I would go there early. Um, another thing you could do is actually to go early enough to, to befriend the host when it's still oh, yes. relatively few people around. So it's just, you know, you and the other person, you can actually have a, a conversation. You can ask, you know, is there anything I can do to help? And when you are proactive like that, even though it seems frightening to do that, it puts you in a different position because then you are there as a helper, as a facilitator, you have a job to do. So you're not just standing around with a drink or, you know, looking a little bit lost and looking for a, a friendly soul to rescue you. You actually have a, something to do that, that prompts you, that gives you a reason to go and talk to different people so mm -hmm. I find that pretty helpful Taking I love that, that, that I role. sometimes find myself doing that as well is definitely going up and speaking to the host but also yeah having a tray of things or handing out name badges and things like that does give you a reason to to be there and you know not feel like you're going to you know run away and, and sit in the corner basically so yeah do you have any sort of tips for people that need to start up a conversation as an introvert? Do you, do you give any pe people advice around what are good sort of icebreakers that don't feel, that, that feel comfortable? Mm, definitely. Have, have a couple of things that you feel comfortable talking about and that you enjoy mm. talking about. But I think really that the most important thing is, is to be there with the right mindset. And mm. that is that if you go into a networking event or, or any you know, interview or, or any kind of conversation where you are expected to, to, to do something more than what you normally do. The tendency is to, to, you know, to have all these thoughts coming up, like you know, somehow I, I'm not meant to be here, I shouldn't be here, I'm not good enough mm -hmm. for these people, you know, they are a, a different week from myself and so on. Now, if you don't take charge of those thoughts beforehand, preferably nip them in the bud, you will go in with the wrong kind of energy. You'll project outwards those thoughts. You think that they are secret to you and nobody else can read your mind. But we do have a way of leaking out, you know, unconsciously mm -hmm. what we're feeling inside. 
And so that projects out and you, you give off a certain kind of a vibe, like you are really nervous, really frightened, you're intimidated, you don't want to be there. And that's not the kind of vibe you want to give off if you are there intentionally to network with someone. So what mm. you want to be instead is to be in a framework of um, thinking, how can I be of value today? Who can I serve today? Who can I help today? Who can I make friends with? Who can I get to know today? And make it easy for yourself. So don't, don't make it like, you know, I have to go away with 10 business cards and mm. follow up 10 people. That could be too much, too high a bar for yourself. Make it easy, you know, one or two persons and give yourself permission to, to exit when it feels right for you. So, you know, a, an hour and a half, two hours, usually that's about the max for myself. And then I feel like, oh, yeah, I can feel the energy starting to drain out, start getting a little tired around the eyes, around the mouth and so on. And then, you know, it's time to go. Mm. So plan for those things. Um, but, but mostly make sure that before you even step into the room that you've done that prep. So it's really important. I, I find it useful actually to have a, a daily morning practice that helps me ground and get ready for the day. You know, it could be like going for a morning walk to clear your head, could be meditation, could be prayer, could be gratitude journaling, could be anything, anything that helps you prepare yourself internally mm. so that you are not ambushed. You don't, you don't walk in as though you're walking like Daniel into the lion's den, but you're actually walking in prepared to serve and mm. to be of value to people there. That's such a fantastic, fantastic tips because I think it really, you, you're flipping it around, aren't you? It's not about you. It becomes about other people and then it seems to be to be easier, I think. Nesh, do you have any any secrets that you do in terms of networking? To Because you are, a, I think, a very good networker, seems to come naturally to you. Is there anything that you do that, that helps you interact? I think I, I don't consider myself I'm a great uh, networker, you know, as such, and I'll explain you. I think when Serena was starting to talk about few things, I kind of related myself in two ways. First is, foremost is the, I see myself in the context of the power the other people have or the success the other people enjoy. So to give you an example, if I'm going to deliver a session uh, with graduates, right? I see that I'm I'm a bit more successful than those graduates. So I do have a power. I'm like, I feel uh, more comfortable with delivering those sessions or networking with them. Vis-a-vis, -vis, if I go into a business networking event where I see other people, and that's just my perception, they may not be. But when I see other people who are more powerful or more successful than me, people who have got, you know, 10 things behind the name, 10 designation behind the name, I suddenly feel, so I suddenly, you know, feel that in that thing takes me over. Mm -hmm. And I feel that I, sh I don't belong here. And that's why I start to start to probably find a way and find a way physically, but also telling myself that I don't really belong here. So I need to justify that mm -hmm. to myself because otherwise I'll hate myself when I walk out, right? So then I, then I, in my head, I'm constantly finding a way or excuse to get out of this equation, get out of this situation mm -hmm. and still be okay with it. At the end, I'm still not okay with it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but it has taken me a long time to, to really go back to why am I doing here? What am I doing? What interesting stuff have I done here? So I have to really sometimes dig deeper 
uh, you know, mm. even though I should not be, but I have to dig deeper to find some interesting stuff about what I've done. Mm. You know, that that kind of, you know, com kind of justifies my presence there and allows, you know, you know I consider me, myself being equal amongst them. Mm. That's my experience, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I think I agree with I I travel from introvert in one sense to extrovert and I travel in between with that. Mm. Now, most of the consider me as an extrovert but I've never kind of said that out that I'm an mm. extrovert just because I, I appear many times on people's LinkedIn screen I do videos I do speaking normally people see but I'm, I don't I think I, ambivert is a word that I can really resonate mm. with I travel one one extreme to the other extreme but that's mm. my observation around around that and secondly, the tip, I really like that that tip and I've, I've used that. I'll give you a quick example. One of the business networking event that I went to and I purposefully went one hour before and there, there's just the host of this event. Now, this was a massive event, 300 people event, right? I, I have, you know, kind of, he said, look, come along, we'll pay, you know, you can pay me later. That's fine. Don't worry. Come along. So I went to the event and I saw that the, the host was struggling to manage the reception table. And I said, you know what? Let me handle this. I can handle this. This is not a big deal. And he gave me and he said, look, yeah, no, you should do that. And after this event gets over, I, next day I got a call from him and I said, Nisha, those people who were part of the committee of this organization did not chip in to help me out. But you as a stranger, you chipped in and helped me out. And I will never forget that. Don't worry about paying the the cost for the event because you've done much more than uh, you know than what is required. Now I made just in that instance, I made a lifelong friend mm. or a colleague. You know, so I really liked. So these are some of my kind of observations around that KB. I'm just going to check if you've received any comments or questions, sure. but yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting about uh, uh, some of it, I think, is around your perception of yourself. And I think as a society, we do suffer from not feeling good enough. Uh, I read a wonderful quote about people that were successful by the traditional me measures, I guess, in business and saying that they their view of themselves was very closely aligned with what they were. So I think most of us, who tend to see ourselves here where our capabilities and are, are, are bigger than that. So, um, you know, what you're saying about not feeling good enough or not fitting in, I think realising that that's how most people feel in that, in that scenario. And sometimes people, I think, might be just waiting for you to be the one to go up and introduce yourself and say hello and, and that sort of thing. Would you, would you agree with that, Serena? Is that your observation? Definitely. I, I think what Neshad has referred to is um, quite commonly called the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us experience that. However successful a person gets, however high up the, you know, the, the hierarchy they get, there will be those moments when they question themselves, like, you know, should I be here? You know, there are all these luminaries, all these people are more intelligent, more mm -hmm. successful, and so on and so on. And it's really about um, this, this comparison game mm -hmm. and the attachment have to our external titles, our achievements, or even how people see us. Mm. And we, we put a lot of emotional energy into those things. 
So I think when we are able to neutralize some of that, to to take some of the emotion out of it, to detach actually our mm. identity from our job descriptions, from our roles, the, the, the roles that other people give us or society gives us, if we're able to detach those things, we, we realize that actually at the core of it, I am who I am. I, I am mm. all these amazing things. I can, you know, begin describing you know, the whole list of your, your achievements, your background, the things that are unique to you, those mm. things that other people can't see. What we see is just the tip of the iceberg. And there's mm. so much more to uh, than all, you know, than whatever people find visible. Yeah. What are some of the great attributes of an introvert? Like what are some of the really, I think you've sort of alluded to, uh, you might have alluded to listening and attention to detail. But what are some of the things that really define like the great things about being an introvert? I think besides being a, a good listener and, and being detail-oriented, um, introverts are also naturally em empathic. empathetic. Mm -hmm. they, they display empathy passion as they do the listening because I think deeply there is this desire to connect on a deeper level because introverts mm. are more about the quality, the depth, taking time to make those one-on-one -on -one connections as opposed to trying to reach as many people as possible. So when you take time to listen to someone on that deeper level, you can't help but form a, a very special kind of connection. You're, you're giving them a gift and it's the gift of your attention, the gift of your your focus and your presence. And introverts do that very well. Yeah, I think I, I love that um, that idea because um, I think that's it's lacking in today's society. That gift of you know sometimes people are distracted by their phone or they're not quite listening or their eyes glaze over a little bit. And you really do know when you're with somebody that's a great listener, and you really do remember them as well. So. A question around that it's based on something that we did in one of your meetups which just really stuck in my mind because um it's like when when you're in a room and you're a you know the introvert or you're you're the listener and you're in front of somebody who just needs an audience how do you escape you got any tips on that kind of graceful <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I, you know, I, I find, you know, obviously, you know, if you're a listener and you've got somebody who loves an audience, they do talk a lot. But there is a point where you're like, probably should try and get out of this conversation without offending someone. Do you, do you have any tips on yeah. that at all? Is that a one-on-one -on -one conversation or are there other people present? Ah, uh, one-on-one -on -one often, yeah. Um, this, this has taken a while to, to develop. As in, mm. because when I started, I was probably more of a people pleaser than I am now. It's probably mm. still am, but but slowly recovering. <laughs> recovering is the word. <laughs> that so sounds good. <laughs> with, people, with certain people, sometimes you, you really do have to draw that line and say, mm -hmm. you know, I'm really sorry. That was such an interesting, you know, conversation or I would really love to hear more about something, something. But, you know, I've got to go because I've got mm -hmm. another appointment or, you know, something. I've got to catch the train or, or something. And um, yes, I, I think with introverts, we do overthink it sometimes, like, oh, mm. I'm going to offend this person. But sometimes people don't realize that they, they have been carrying on for a while and they don't realize that this pattern has an effect on someone else. So mm. we're actually kind of doing them a favor too by reminding them, hey, you know, your time's valuable, but so is mine. And, mm. and I really do need to be someplace 
Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Nesh, do we have any questions or the, have the introverts not put that out online? <laughs> I think you, you absolutely stole those words. I think there are introverts out there who are afraid to even ask the questions. And, oh, no. and I, want to, I want to let you know that that's fine. Uh, you can always ask Serena uh, directly as well uh, around that. Uh, you know, let, you know, Let's talk about the the, uh, the networking in the context of somebody looking for work, uh, because you know, or probably generating leads, which is similar to how because since you specialize working with businesses, and especially in the context of people who are, you know, who are new to the country or who are new to this, you know, the environment, new to the city, you know, people traveling from Sydney to Melbourne. Either way, what are some of your pet to to help people ease into that because networking until I until I I came to Australia I never heard that word networking the only thing that I knew networking was the computer networking that's it I never knew what networking was right until I attended a session on networking then I oh god that's you know we we call it meeting new people in India or whatever but we never saw that as as like an event where you go and network uh, like deliberately with people. So what are your, you know, observations and tips for people who are starting into that and, you know, going into events where there could be a potential employer? I think that it would depend on the context. So let's say it's a professional conference or workshop that's related to your, your qualification, your background, and you want a job in that same kind of um, same kind of industry or profession, you would ask yourself, you know, you would set your intention, what is my intention in attending this conference today? Is it just to learn something new? Is it to update my skills? Is it to meet new people? Is it to, to hopefully get a job? And when you go in, be, be open to all those things happening, but also realize that sometimes because of timing or serendipity, you might not meet, you know, anyone who could be helpful to you. But it is still an opportunity to polish those, you know, communication skills, getting to know someone new, having that conversation over morning tea or, or afternoon tea or during the lunch break, just getting to know one new person. I know it can be pretty intimidating. I've, you know, been in those shoes myself as a, as a migrant. And we sometimes do have uh, people coming through our meetups who actually are going through that process. They have just, you know, landed in Melbourne three months ago and so on. And they are looking to connect. So meetups are one good way. Professional um, associations are another good way. If you are a job seeker who is you know, looking for, for a new opportunity in a new city or country. I found meetups to be quite amazing. And I, I think I've said this in another LinkedIn Live. You know, I lived in Sydney for many years, coming to Melbourne and had to rebuild. It was, you know, many, many years and I had to rebuild my connections or sense of place. And so um, I went along to meetups and I've never found, um, I've always found people welcoming because essentially they're, they're there for the same purpose. But even with that, I deliberately picked a small meet, I meet up that I knew that only three or four people would be attending just because I wanted to break the ice a little bit. So there's another another tip for for introverts it's you don't have to go to a large group it could just be you know three or four people on the same topic basically um i wanted to ask you about um virtual networking because at the moment you know we're all doing this via 
Zoom, or most of us are doing it via Zoom. And I, I, coined, I thought I'd coined the phrase Zoom gloom, but it turns out that a lot of other people are using that as well. <laughs> what are your tips for having a presence there and being comfortable in that kind of context? Is it different from doing face-to-face, mm. -face, do you think? I think there are some aspects definitely where it's different. And um, it's, it's this whole idea of seeing yourself on camera as mm. well as seeing someone else's face on camera. Human tendency is to keep checking, you know, do mm. I look all right? You know, how do I look on camera? Do I need to reposition my hair yeah. <laughs> and so on, right? And, th and then also the fact that you can only see within that little rectangle. Mm. So then you, you are trying to guess how the other person is, you know, the rest of the body language, what else is happening in the room. You can't pick up the energy quite the same way as when you're face to face. So for the introvert, I would say, yes, definitely prepare for the session just like you prepare for any face-to-face -face session. But also factor in that you might need more energy mm. because with the, the eyes going back and forth and, you know, and all that, you, you are actually expending extra energy. I think um, there was an article published recently. I think it was on introvertdear.com. And there was this coach there, um, Thea Orozco, and she was saying that you actually put out more energy because you're trying to pick up the other non-visual cues, the non-verbal cues. What else is happening in there? And you're trying to predict and you're trying to figure out, you know, has the person finished talking? Can I say something now? Or is it just a time lag because of the internet connection? Mm. When is the right time? To and introverts already you tend to struggle with those sorts of questions. So this will be like kind of doubly draining. So mm. do factor in that you will need to you know, prep yourself before and afterwards, definitely take time off to debrief, to, to de-stress and, and re-energise yourself. Mm. Yeah, it's a strange sort of thing. I, I, I've, um, I, yeah, at the end of the day, if I've had three or four Zoom meetings, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm ready to go to bed. So it's because you you are projecting that that um, energy out and trying to monitor the kind of reaction and. And, and that type of thing, because I guess there's a lot of stuff going on up top at the same time that you're yes. present in that in that meeting. So, we've got yeah. a question. Oh, good. Uh, we've got a question uh, from. Uh, she's asking that any tips to to uh, so if there's you know because some networking events where you are going into different groups, right? They say, all right, so you know people with yellow name tags go into mm -hmm. that group. <laughs> Right. And and you you know, and you are sponsored by a friend, your friend who's an extrovert bring you here and you thought, you know, he or she will be with me for the whole event and now you have to say goodbye to that <laughs> person. You have to you are locked into straight you know, complete strangers and now hang on, I don't know anyone. Did I make a mistake? I think I've got the worst friend and all those things that you think about. So how so when there's nobody to introduce you, when there's you know complete how, what are some of the things that you can do uh, in these circumstances, Serena? In, in circumstances like that, I would see it as an opportunity to step up, to actually perform a little bit. And I, I use the word perform as not in a, not in a fake sense, not in, as in pretending to be something that I'm not, but more like stepping up to a different level of energy and putting out more energy than usual. So being prepared to do things like that, because there will be 
occasions like that where you're caught by surprise and you have to react quite quickly. Now, the problem is that the longer you overthink it and sit on it and wait for someone else to speak, the worse it is for you because you are sitting there like, is it, should I this, should I that, you know, should I say something now or should I just let somebody else go first and so on. And you overthink and you overthink. Someone else will step in and do that thing. And you know how it is. It's like being back in school. <laughs> your teacher asks, you know, what's your opinion? And it's always best if you are the first one to put up your hand and say something and get it over with. And then the pressure is off you and you can relax and look at everybody else. But if you wait and wait and keep waiting and you don't seize that initiative, it's, it, you're just prolonging the agony. You know mm. that you have to introduce yourself at some point. So why not be the first one? Give others permission to relax you know, while you're talking about yourself and it will be over quickly. And the more you do these sorts of things, the more comfortable you will be. And you'll, you know, some people like to prepare their little elevator speech or, or something. Mm. Um, I, I prefer to just go with the, the flow of whatever I feel like saying that day. It doesn't have to be the same thing every time. Mm. It's funny with that because I always find that if you're in that scenario, you can't, while you're waiting to speak, you don't, you can't, it's hard to concentrate on what other people are, are saying because in the back of your mind you're preparing or you're dreading that, that moment of when you've got to get up and speak. It's like, I have a funny little analogy. It's sometimes I used to catch from time to time the train between Sydney and Melbourne because um, I'm not the biggest fan of flying. Um, and it's like you, you sit in a seat next to somebody and if you don't say something within the first minute, you're going to sit, that's what I found, you're going to sit in that seat for silence the entire time. It just gets harder and harder while you're sitting there and trying to therefore find a reason to, to break the ice. So there's this great uh, coach out there called Mel Robbins who's got a book called The Ten Second Rule. I don't know if you guys have heard that, where you've got it, after 10 seconds fear kicks in. So in that zero to 10 seconds is the time where you just go, bugger it, I'm going to do it type thing. But if you wait longer, um, it becomes harder, harder and harder to actually do something. You have to expend a lot more mental energy to, to push yourself into doing it. So if you can do that, count to 10, but don't get to 10 and actually say something, it's probably a, a good, good strategy as well. Well, uh, you know, yeah. KB, if you've been in India, Indian train, I think that that rule won't apply because you've got okay. to talk to <laughs> you know, your you crowd, you, you have no choice but to talk to people. Okay. Okay? Now, we've got a question. Uh, so question is introverts on social media. Obviously, you know, you know social media has, uh, you know, gives you an, a platform for people who are not, you know, who are introverts and do not share their opinion out loud this gives an opportunity for them to to share opinion on linkedin twitter facebook whatever but you know do introverts flourish this is the question do introverts flourish when it comes to uh, you know or sorry let me do introverts flourish when it's not as confronting as a face-to-face -face event so do introverts naturally flourish on social media or or is it just exacerbating the situation? I think it depends how you use social media as an introvert. Are you using it for your personal purposes to connect with friends and family? Are you using it for professional purposes because you, you have a business, you want to promote and highlight that business? Um, are you doing it for your, you know, to advance your career? So then you might use LinkedIn and so on. So it's... Um, 
you can flourish. You can flourish anywhere. And you can flourish on social media too. But I think maybe the challenges for introverts would be the boundaries. How much do I share in order that people can connect with me and, and know who I am and I, I can explain myself and share my opinions and share my business and so on? And, and how much is too much? The, the introvert tends to lean towards being very private. So if you find you know, it's nerve-wracking to talk to people, then to talk to a huge audience who is not necessarily giving you feedback instantaneously, that is more intimidating because you feel like there are all these people out there who are watching you. Then you start asking, thinking to yourself, are they judging me? What do they think of me? Did I write that post properly? Maybe I shouldn't have phrased it this way or that way and so on. The same kind of fears will come up. The, the same fear of judgment, of, of you know, being seen a certain way, fear of being vulnerable, all those things will come up in social media. And sometimes they can be amplified. So I think it's important to have boundaries as well. Letting people know enough about you so that they can find common points and relate to you. But at the same time, you know, keeping your private matters private. Mm. I think, it, you know, what I found when I started to work in social media is you do get a level of comfort after a while with what to disclose. Mm. Um, so you might start off with not, you know, with being very private. But people do want to connect with you as a person as well. So, you know, even as it's little baby steps, I think, in, in what you might share, um, that does, you know, one step leads to the next step um, and you can get more confidence around that. And the thing too is that most people aren't, act, most people aren't um, content creators. And I think I was saying to Nisha the other day around social media is that um, one to 2% one to of people are creators um, eight to nine percent of people are lurkers. Well, it's a terrible word, but basically, what means that you're watching and you're not. Oh, sorry, eight to nine percent of people are um, giving thumbs up or might respond, and then the other ninety percent are what they call lurkers, which is watching and and, and sitting back. So, mm. even if you make a small contribution in terms of your, you know, advance putting up something that might be about your opinion or something to advance your career, you you will be um, seen and noticed and if that's your objective I think um, you know that that's a good way to approach it just recognize that you, you will be seen or noticed but it will actually have some great advantages as well because most people aren't actually aren't actually doing that and I know lurkers is a terrible name it implies you know people that are stalking <laughs> in the corners and things like that it's not at all it's just that people just watch and read and absorb and consume versus actually engage in the conversation so even a small level of engagement is better than what 90% of people are actually doing. Mm. Yeah. Well, we don't have any more questions. Uh, you know, so any parting uh, you know, sort of thoughts or tips, uh, Serena, and how people can contact you? Because I'm pretty sure that people mm -hmm. uh, you know, have listened and they would say, you know, that I definitely need some help. What's the best way for them to reach out to you? I would say the best way to reach out is actually through LinkedIn because I'm quite, um, quite, I spend quite a lot of time there um, writing about introversion and also connecting with our fellow coaches and, and other people who are supporting introverted um, clients. And um, I think the, probably the most, the, the last tip I want to share is around managing your energy as an introvert, mm. realizing that you, you 
out a lot of energy when you're networking, when you're talking to people, when you are any kind of um, interaction takes a lot out of you. So do remember to you know prepare for it before the event and afterwards to to build something into your day that is rewarding so that you, you want to keep going and you realize that this is actually sustainable. It's not mm -hmm. something you want to you run away from because we can't avoid networking. We, we are human you know, creatures. We, we need to communicate and to mm. make connection. And it's actually a good way for us to do it, but, but do it in a, in a style that's um, compatible with how you are, your mm. personality is. Don't go against it, but learn to work with your own natural tendencies. Mm. And, and just guard that energy. Know that you know, there is a finite supply each day, so you do need to replenish. Don't burn yourself out. Um, do things that are fun for you, relaxing, nurturing, meaningful, just just whatever works for you and um, have a, a routine to that and know that, you know, whatever you expend, you will get it back and, and it's worth it. It's worth putting yourself out there. It's worth it being uncomfortable sometimes. It's okay to be, to go through that moment of, you know, discomfort and inconvenience or challenge or even feeling intimidated or not good enough and so on because it is... Through, through these sorts of experiences that we start becoming a bit more comfortable, a bit more competent. And out of that competence will come the confidence to relate and realizing that you know, it doesn't matter what the label is. You, you may call yourself introvert or quiet or shy or whatever, but you still have your own unique message to share with the world. Mm. Fantastic. I think there's some great messages for everyone that, that you've shared there, Serena, because I think uh, hopefully people can connect that it's all very normal to to feel intimidated or to you know feel drained if you have to put yourself out there and, and that type of thing and you've shared some absolutely wonderful pearls of wisdom with people so hopefully people will take some fantastic stuff away thank you thanks for the opportunity Excellent. to be here Thank you, Serena. Uh, and tomorrow we will be back again. I will post the link where you can subscribe to the to the email list where we notify you every day of the LinkedIn live event and who's the guest. So I'll post the link in the LinkedIn live feed. Uh, and secondly, tomorrow we will be back again. We've got a, another guest and we are talking about agility in our career or how to stay relevant and stay ahead of the game. So don't forget to tune in tomorrow, 3 p.m., uh, Melbourne time and 10.30 a.m. India time. Until we see you tomorrow, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay indoors, everyone. See you later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au And if you have got a question about today's episode or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that. Until next time, be well.